Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hey guys, on this episode of the Group Chats, we're going to take a look at what the Panthers did to get that big win against the Jaguars. Your number one objective, the number one thing you're putting on the board in front of your team is we're going to we're gonna try to stop Christian McCaffrey and make Kyle Allen beat us, right? Mm-hmm. Well, teams haven't been able to really do it. And then we are previewing this big trip we have ahead of us to the UK. Didn't King Henry VIII get a divorce? There, well, that Didn't was, he have like eight wives? He Yeah, that's that's like slightly different. I don't think they ever were officially divorced. And then he, killed, he killed a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. We have all of this and so much more on this week's The Group Chat. You've been added to The Group Chat with your friends Caroline Can, Max Henson, and Will Bryan. quite in London yet, but it sounds like it. I London love it. Town. In London. We're heading to London this week, and it's going to be a ton of fun. My second trip over there with the NFL It's going to be completely different, though. I don't think I'm going to be able to pull from any experience because each of these trips are so different. But your Panthers are taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers second time around um, in London. That's yeah. casual. Just a, a short little road trip over there. Yeah, just a quick Yeah, one. just a quick little little flight. We're going to get to that and what we're excited about about that trip, what we hope to see and experience while we are over there. But let's first talk about this Panthers team with a winning record, thank goodness, to make that flight seem a little more enjoyable uh, to take on this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that I know they want this game back. This is one that they really felt like they let slip away and – you know, wasn't really prepared, I guess, for that first round in week two. Uh, Cam Newton was the quarterback then. I mean, a lot for this team has changed. So let's talk about this past week with the Jacksonville Jaguars, things that we like, what they've built on since the last time that they played this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. And I'm going to first start with the most obvious, and that is, yes, Christian McCaffrey should be the MVP. Great. Can we move on to the next topic now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, if the season ended today, I mean – is there anybody else even in consideration who 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 could contend I mean, with Mahomes, him for MVP? I mean, just because of no. the quarterback. I mean, I know he had a bad game against the Colts. Yeah, I mean, I think with what <laughs> I mean, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> the fact that they haven't had Cam and they've had to rely on Christian so much, I think, just only strengthens his case. Right. 
I mean, he's and he's so everybody pretty much knows going into these games. Like, if you're a defensive coordinator playing the Panthers, yeah, your number one objective, the number one thing you're putting on the board in front of your team is we're gonna we're gonna try to stop Christian McCaffrey and make Kyle Allen beat us, right? Mm-hmm. Well, teams haven't been able to really do it, except which for, I think except just, for Tampa Bay, which yeah, is which, which is, is what, what this makes week it, yeah, yeah. makes an interesting rematch. That mm-hmm. was, but of course, that was Cam Newton as Caroline mentioned under center. Uh, so, I mean, it's just. We're running out of ways to describe Christian's dominance. Everyone from Leonard Fournette to Todd Gurley across the league are just heaping praise. Uh, this is we're watching something very, very special right now. I mean, what the season this guy is having. He's on pace right now to set a new single season record for scrimmage yards. I know it's early, but this is just this is becoming almost insane, right? Yeah. I mean, like what you're on the sideline. What, yeah. what do you what are you thinking when you see him flipping over two dudes, landing <laughs> in the end zone? And I mean, it was like just laying there with his arms. Yeah, out. I know. Like I, I wanted a snow angel really bad. I wanted him to just start flapping like a snow angel. But I have said this from the time that I got here. Just seeing Christian at practice was eye-opening to me. I, I've, I watched Frank Gore practice, but that was like at the end of his career, and he, you know, he got to take some days off. He wasn't really running around. But as far as like a great back, completely different. But I was around Frank Gore for a couple of years, a great back. But Christian McCaffrey, he's. A lot younger, number one, but they just play different. He's so explosive, and he never takes a snap off. And that's not just in the game. That's in practice. He is explosive in every single rep that he gets. And I was blown away by that watching him the first couple of practices. So now to continue to be blown away weeks later, months yeah. later after watching him every single day, it is it is truly unbelievable. I thought a really funny part was Eric Reed and Trey Boston were sitting on the sidelines, and they were going back and forth of like, man, that's a that's a great player. He's not just mm-hmm. good. That's a great player. And they were having such hilarious commentary about how good Christian McCaffrey is. And then you ask the guys in the locker room afterwards, and, you know, it's MVP, and is yeah. he Thor's brother, and all of yeah. these crazy things that sound crazy, but because of the way that he's playing, they're actually genuine questions. Like, is yeah. he Thor's brother? Like, is there something unnatural about this guy? Because yeah. Does he, he bleed blue? Is it, yeah. I mean, yeah, what's going on? He what actually planet? bleeds red because he has this cut on his elbow that will That's not true. heal. Yes. Oh it will gosh. never heal. We do so, know he bleeds red. Yeah, he actually yeah. does bleed red, yeah. so we can <laughs> confirm that. But, yeah, it really is just an amazing yeah. season that he's having, considering that he has to have this kind of season. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's... I mean, like you're saying, defensive coordinators are saying this is the guy to stop. Yeah. The offense is scheming to get him the ball. Everyone knows it. And he's like, all right, well, that's cute. And I, I want to throw out a name that hasn't been mentioned with any of this, but John Matsko. Yeah. Because this week, going into it, you know, you ha- you finally, you know, you get Greg Little in at left tackle. He's doing well. And then Greg Little goes in the concussion protocol. Dennis Daly? Yep. Like, are, are you kidding me? Like, who knows what this offensive line was going to have with Daryl Williams over at right guard? Your Pro Bowl, you know, right guard has been sitting out. Mm-hmm. And these holes were big. Yep. I yep. mean, there were some plays where, like, Christian was untouched. Now, obviously, he ran 21.9 miles an hour in the open field. No one's going to catch him. Right. But nobody touched him. He yeah. just went right up the middle. Do you and guys this is know? nothing it's nothing against Reggie Bonifon, but right. like Reggie gets in there and then a fifty nine yard touchdown right. happens. And I right. think so I think at a certain point you gotta say, Whoa, this offensive line mm-hmm. uh, what are these guys doing up front to create these running lanes? Well, like you said, it was you could drive a truck through some of these. That's things. what G V R said after the game yeah. is he kind of joked to me like 
we're actually really happy Reggie also had a big run so that people will know that like yeah. we are creating <laughs> some yeah. really big lanes as yep. an offensive line. And you never hear, I mean, GVR was perfect to say that because you never hear anything from the offensive line. They're very, very, very team first. But GVR was like, hey, dang it. Yeah. Uh, we're creating these holes and, and we're happy right. that Reggie got off. Hey, do you guys know, sidebar, how fast you could run? Like what, what could you top out? Ooh, miles per hour? I actually did this in high school. I've never one done. Time. That. Did, did yeah. you run down the street with like one of those speed limit signs, like so, in the office? Uh, office <laughs> no, reference. Yeah. No, we should. Oh, Sorry, dang we it. No, I've actually done this twice. And the car drives yeah. by and my fifty miles an hour. I did this once in high school. I had my mom drive beside me mm. while I ran uh, fifteen miles per hour. Thank you. And then it's a really scientific method to yeah. track the, yeah. the, the yeah. And then uh, one of my co- former coworkers, his speedometer on his car was broken, so he had an app on his phone because there's an app for everything. So one night after you know dinner and a couple beverages, we decided to hold the speedometer app in our and, and run with the phone and see how fast it would clock us. Mm. It was like fifteen point three. So that I seems pretty I mean, good. I thought so. I mean, when I see these guys like six miles per hour yeah. more, I'm like, I mean. That's not that much. Like yeah. if I, you know, maybe if I trained, right? I mean, I mean, it, it, how how long do you have to? Is it just? Yeah, it was not eighty four yards, but right. Uh, you know, it was enough for me to be out of breath. Yeah, I mean, it takes a little bit of time to really get up to top right. speed. I mean, we could we could do some math here and clock out like a hundred yard, mm. like a hundred meter sprint. You lost me at math. Okay. Yeah, I think I don't think. We're I mean, right. rather than like <laughs> holding the speedometer in our hand, we can. Sandy's like, okay. we could do some math here. Is like, Signing yeah, off. Yeah. You, you lost me there, but we can Will's get back. Will's being to, boring again. We can we can get back to football though. It really has been impressive. What I mean, two hundred and eighty five yards rushing yards yeah. doesn't happen when your offensive line isn't doing what they're supposed to do. Yep. So no. I mean, you're. You're five weeks in. It's been five different combinations on that offensive line, and they're yeah. they're getting it done. That it really is. Yeah, you're, you're right, John Masco. He got the game ball. Yeah, yeah. For, I mean, they were, they were 14 yards away from a franchise record, and it, as Will pointed out, they did it with a rookie making his first start at left tackle and without Trey Turner at right guard, their Pro Bowl guard. I mean, that's, that says a lot about uh, about what Masco did up front with those guys, and of course, the O linemen while they did. Make a point to say, especially GVR, that look, you know, clearly there were some holes open to. They'll also be the first to tell you that they're blocking for the MVP of the league right now. Absolutely. I mean, I, I yep. think that's the thing coming out of this locker room. You rarely come out of an NFL locker room, and I, I, you just don't see this often. The players are in awe of somebody because these guys are all elite athletes. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, they've all, you know, coming from college programs where they've been around five star recruits. You get to the NFL, everybody here is good, everybody here belongs. But what Christian's doing is sort of everyone is like seriously like in disbelief. Yep. And I haven't seen that since Cam in 15 when it was a sort of this is like this is almost like magic that he's making. Right. And like we right. can't really explain to you why this is happening, but this guy is just special. And I think that's the same sort of feeling I'm getting right now with Christian. He's, these guys feel confident because they're going out into the field with a guy that they know is the best guy in the field. There, and that gives you a bit of a lift. There was a moment, I think it was in the first half, where he just got a, a, a pass in the flat, and he just kind of paused and then made a defender just completely miss, like threw oh him God. out of bounds. And the the way the stadium was like <laughs> waiting to react, I mean, it felt like like a pickup basketball game. You know, it felt like Rucker Park where it's just like Kevin Durant doing his thing. <laughs> And that yeah. that's rare. I like think someone's in the ankles NFL. are going to get broken. Yeah, it's and like oh my god, yeah. Christian's just going to break someone's ankles or make someone look yeah. stupid. Like that's a rare in the NFL, I think. Yeah. And that's kind of the fever pitch of what he is now. The Jags linebackers 
Quincy Williams and Miles Jack were chasing ghosts mm-hmm. all day. It was I, I have n- I have not seen a four quarter performance like that where those guys were literally. I mean, it was juke one way, the other. They were trying to prepare for the move he was going to set them up with. It didn't matter what they were doing. Christian was just, he was almost untouchable at times. Yeah. I can't remember who, who said this, but when he flipped over, the guys, like, they ran into each other. Yeah. Yeah. The defenders yeah. ran into it. Like, I can't remember who pointed that out to me. It was on Twitter, but I was like, yeah, yeah that's actually fantastic. I, I didn't even, like, catch Our guy up top, moment. Brandon Todd, shooting the game, got some amazing right. photos of that, too. These right. guys, yeah, they just collide. <laughs> Christian Christian's is over the heels. <laughs> amazing. It was really awesome. Let's give the defense some love, too, because they're continuing to prove that even though they're down, KK and Dante at the moment, two very big starters for them, that's okay. And Gardner Minshew is a good quarterback. Like he, he, gave, he gave him some fits, yeah. He yeah. is a good quarterback. I believe uh, Panthers Bill said he was uh, he, a booger. He, he was a slippery little, little slippery booger. Slippery little booger. Mm-hmm. I believe that's what, or something like that, some some kind of like weird. And then, word. of course, Mario's quote about how he was chasing them, and then his mustache went one way, and he went the <laughs> other, and he chased after the mustache. Oh, my gosh. Well, it was really funny after in the locker room. I mean, Jerry McCoy and Bruce Irvin were both like, man, when when did these guys get so good? These little yeah. little guys. When did they get so good? What when did this happen? Like and, and it's true. I mean, you're getting some quarterbacks that don't fit the bill. The like, hey, this is your NFL prototypical quarterback. Garner Minshew fits that. I remember seeing him run in pregame, and the only reason I knew that he was an NFL quarterback is because of the mustache. I was like, oh, that must be Garner Minshew. Yeah. He he doesn't no. look like an NFL quarterback. <laughs> he, he looks like the guy fielding punts. You know, like, oh gosh. <laughs> Like working for the working for the yeah, team out he's, there, he's like the one equipment. of the ball boys. He's, he's the equipment, equipment guy. guy. Yeah, it, very very crazy what he's been able to do with this opportunity. But the defense, yeah. they took advantage of it, and I thought this was a great game where you hear Jared McCoy all the time, and, and the defense say we have a lot left on the table. There's more we want to get done. Well, they finally score on defense. They they get the scoop and score. Brian Burns um, taking it to the house, which I, I thought was really really fun to see, especially a rookie that has been as disruptive. It's not like you know someone that doesn't get as many snaps or hasn't been as disruptive makes that play. I thought it was really, really cool that Brian Burns was, was the one to make yeah. that. I thought it was really, really cool how Mario Addison obliterated former Panther Andrew Norwell to make that happen. Nor- <laughs> Nor- Norwell, Norwell had oh the forced fumble. Norwell's great because Norwell comes out of the tunnel every time and he like does this. He's a scary man. I mean, he just, the beard, the hair, he's six foot seven, 340 pounds, and he like walks Kind of like he's this ogre. Like he tries to like get you. So I saw him come out of the tunnel, and I was like, "Oh God, yep, here's Norwell." What, what, again. what, what sounds was, was he making? He just next? grunts. You know, <laughs> it's just like yeah, he spits a little bit. It just like tries to look as disgusting and mean as possible. And Mario, of course, dealt with it in practice a lot. Um, so to see they they lined up Mario inside on that play, and he just like stabs Norwell and drives him back a good seven yards into Menchu, and that's how the ball pops out. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then Burns is just Johnny on the spot, picks it up and scores. But uh, there was a lot made of Norwell when he left here, became the highest paid guard in the NFL at the time. That was a moment that he is not going to enjoy watching in the no. film review. That's Mar- sure. Mario is though. Mario, Mario. <laughs> so I I tweeted the video of that. About five minutes later, I get a text from Mario Addison. He's like, yo, Max, can you send me that video? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. It was a very impressive, another impressive defensive uh, performance out there. I also thought Eric Reed had a fantastic game. He was all yeah, over the field. Here's he, the thing. Here's the thing about the defense, though. 
Will, and I'm right on this stat, right? This is the first time they've allowed 500 yards yeah. in a game and won. Yep. So, like, some big plays, right? We got the defensive touchdown from Burns. You saw the strip sack late from Burns in a clutch situation. Of course, they had that Minshew had the mix-up with a fullback where they dropped it, and another fumble that Carolina was able to capitalize on. But on the whole of the game, Jacksonville's offense kind of had their way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, DJ Chark, 164 yards on eight catches. That DJ dude was... Chark, do, 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 <laughs> DJ Chark. That's what yeah. I had stuck in my head the whole game. Yeah, he was always... Yep, I mean, they, they couldn't find an answer for him. Yep. And Minshew, 374 yards, two touchdowns. I mean... Um, they were getting beat over the top. I thought that's where yeah. you saw the Dante yeah. Jackson would have been yep. really yeah. nice to have in yep. this game because they were, and that, that's what Coach Rivera said at halftime. Was we, yeah. That's what we're getting beat on. We're doing all of these things like keep the momentum on our side. We're making some plays, but we're getting beat over the top by yeah. Garner Minshew. Who, right. And I think that's the interesting point when you get these quarterbacks that are not your starters, they're not the franchise, they're not, you know, they have these – things about them that you're not really prepared for. And I thought that's yeah. what that was. Yeah, Ron admitted after the game he was disappointed with the coverage breakdowns. He just felt like that was that was something that didn't expect coming into the game, thought they were weren't really where they needed to be. And in some cases, like, you know, Russ Cockrell's like a fingertip away from tipping a pass. Yep. And but that's that's the difference in this game. You yep. know, sometimes and you give Menchu a lot of credit. I thought he put the ball on the money time and time again. They didn't really have an answer for him un- until they could get to him. And that, those were the big moments late in the game. We saw Brian Burns get to him, and and obviously down at the end, the defensive frustration was really starting to build because it was like, are, are they going to allow this game to end, or are we just going to continue to see Jacksonville yeah. get closer and closer to the goal I mean, line? Eventually, it's going to be like a 20-yard 20, 20 <laughs> yeah. Hail right. Mary. Like, Luke I mean, come on. Was the, and that had was the best. The, best. Yeah. Yeah. The, the absolute best quote. Yeah, after the game, I saw Luke in the locker room, and I was like, because he has this competition with TD, who obviously now is playing out west for the Chargers, about their stats each week. And I was like, man, you didn't want to get that pick to add it to your stat. You would have had one on TD. And he was like, man, I just wanted to go home. And <laughs> you look at the way Luke reacted to that, and everyone was like, it's a smart play. You know, you don't want to risk it. And it was like, I get it. That, that wasn't the point, though. The frustration in his SWAT was just literally like, I'm so uh, done with this. Get Can out. Please be, uh, th- I want right. this to end. <laughs> I really kind of would have loved, though, like when I saw that, that he was like, I was ready to go home. And then... You know, that he could have had an interception there and all this. I'm like, I kind of would have loved it. It would not have been on brand for Luke, but catch the ball and then, like, just knee it. Just, like, catch the yeah. ball, get the interception, go to your knee, or, like, dramatically hop out of bounds. Like, just do something to, like, hey, I got the stat, but now I'm just going to hop out of bounds yeah. and I'm ready to go home. What like, that would have not been Luke. But what if he so just would have grabbed it and then just taken it into the locker room? Like, the interception, <laughs> and then I'm just, and like, just, just and walked off the field. Yeah, like, nobody yeah, even, yeah, like, yeah. tries to yeah. tackle him. I'm right like, here okay, by the tunnel. Good. I'm going to take this home with me. We're done. Just starts jogging off. Like, there's nobody there. Like, that was everyone's feeling in the entire stadium was, oh, thank God. Like, yes, thank you, Luke. That was exhausting. That was awful. Mario had the illegal hands to the face penalty. Which Burns was had not. An offside. Is that not? Is that, it was you got a better absolutely look. The offside not. Was, was real. The offside yeah. was real, but no, Mario had yeah. him like right on the co- – it, it was not hands in the face. And even the yeah. review, like, no. A couple of plays before that, <sighs> Trey Boston nearly had yeah, a pick. Then James Barberry dropped a pick, and it was like, seriously, what is happening? I mean, yeah. it was like that, the Jacksonville that, wound up. I don't know where where they like twenty four yard line. Like, yeah, it wasn't. Oh, yeah. It wasn't it a wasn't hell Mary. It was Mary. not oh, a hell This Mary. was like a legitimate play <laughs> at a certain point. It was, it, but it feels very on brand, right? Doesn't that feel like so on brand for the Panthers? Cardiac hats, man. I mean, right? It's never easy. You know, Jake Delhomme's in the building. It's Jacksonville. Of course, it's going to be a twenty yard play at the end. I'm just glad it wasn't it. raining. 
Yeah, that's all yeah. I gotta say. Yeah, it was so it had rain in the forecast at the beginning of the week, and then we talked about this monsoon game, and I was like, I no, yeah, no, <laughs> just no, just no, don't do it. It was a beautiful day for football, but I thought it was also fitting that they took on the Jacksonville Jaguars, who really could be the home team in London permanently because they play there every single year. Their owner is very open about the fact that you know would love to have a franchise there and the growth in the UK with football. And that's actually who, when I went over there in 2016 with the Colts, we played the mm. Jacksonville Jaguars, um, did not win. So I'm really looking to go over there, and I'd like to leave with a one-and-one one record, get 500 in the U.K. if the Panthers can do that for me. And I, I, like, I like this matchup. I like the, the attitude that the Panthers have right now, the fact that they wanted that game back. And we're going to preview that. We're actually going to do a bonus group chat while we're in London. So we're going to preview that game. Later on, it'll be on Saturday. Look for it. We're going to have some special guests. I'm excited. On that one. Lots of special guests. We're going to have a lot of special guests on that one. So get excited um, about an additional group chat. But let's first just, we're going to London. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Let's talk. Can we talk about what we were talking about pre show? Yeah. <laughs> we were having a good conversation yeah. here. Caroline was telling us <laughs> about how she that. loves the Royals. This and is, I don't know yeah. about you, Will, but I don't understand these type of people, like why there's so <laughs> much interest. Like, do you care? I, I don't. Apparently, my mom did. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Because she named me after one of them. Yeah. Oh, you are named after a royal? That's William, why. William. But, I mean, Prince I know William. that. I know hmm. that name. But, like, that's why it wasn't, like, a family name. I mean, name. It, it it was a family name, too. But she, you know, she liked it. He was born, like, a year or two years before me. Yeah. So, all right, so yeah, Caroline, you get up early for all the big... Oh, I have seen both, big, yes, okay. both royal weddings. Yep. I remember waking up for Kate and Williams, like, very, very early. It was before school. And my mom, I mean, I, th- I think we had to wake up at, like, 2 or yes. or 2 I or did, 3 I in the remember, morning. I remember people doing that. Yeah, And, I, and yeah. we woke up, and Mom made tea, and we had biscuits, and we watched the royal wedding. My uncle now lives in London, and so he actually left London when it was the royal wedding because it was so crazy yeah. and hectic and all mm. these people were coming in and he lives he lives like 20 minutes from downtown and he was like I I had to leave for it but that would have been my dream to just like I don't know I'm not really big with crowds so I enjoyed watching it on TV but mm. I've seen every documentary that is like on Netflix yeah. or Amazon or anything I've watched you know the queen yep I, I did check that out yeah K- king speech have you seen that I've seen king speech that's really good yes i am one of those people that is highly obsessed with the royal family yeah Meghan Markle, go girl. Yeah. She, you know. Big fan? I'm a big fan. I just think it's like such a different world. It's, you can't even like fathom what it's like to be in that type of situation. Yeah, it's like not a, it's not real, right? Like it's not a, you're not like a real person. No. You're like this different sort of being. I, I think about how interesting it was when she married into the royal family. All these people that tuned into this for football are like, are you kidding me? But when she became a, a member of the royal family she had to give up you know her instagram this was actually before they were ever married like she had to give up oh. her instagram had to give up mm-hmm. her twitter the government seized all of those things yeah. and so she doesn't even own them anymore so i think like that whole thing is so fascinating that she's she is obviously more famous now than she ever was but there's this bit of mystery about right. and that's why right. she is like people are like what are you know what, what is you- she doing now How, you know when she was dating celebrities, they could find out everything. But now she's with the royal family. Yep. Do you, Do you think like some of it the you know the traditions or kind of the mores like you can't touch the queen and all these? It's great. It, like, it, That's what makes the royal family the royal family. So it's actually in. I think there's a really good um, episode of 
The Crown, that is about Margaret, who is the younger sister of the Queen. And she's getting her portrait done for her, like, coming of age, almost thing. You know, her announcement to society. And the portrait is very just exactly what you think of when you think of a royal portrait in front of like this backdrop and she's all made up and she is saying in there I don't like that this is not me so then her future husband is the photographer he takes this very where she looks nude and and you can see her whole shoulder she actually gets that turned into the newspaper and she and and then the royal family is just like what are you doing this is not right. us because there is this in the royal photo shoot the mother says there's this is what people expect. They they want the yeah. mystery. They don't want to know. They they this is what makes us us is the facade and mm. that this is perfect. And so yeah, it, I mean that's what you have to like buy into. I think that's why people are so obsessed because you yeah. can't know everything. So it's like what are they doing? What's it like behind closed doors? Mm-hmm. And that's why William and Harry are so interesting because they are more outward and they mm-hmm. they they are the younger generation. Because just like two generations ago, you couldn't get a divorce. And then if you, like, then Princess Diana, they get a divorce, and now Harry is marrying a divorcee. Like, that's two generations. Yeah. Like, that's just two generations this royal family has had to change so much, and it's because of, like, these two sons. Didn't, didn't King crazy. Henry VIII get a divorce? There, well, that didn't was, he have, like, eight wives? He Yeah, that's, that's like, slightly different. I don't think they ever were officially divorced. And then he, killed, he killed a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. There's just, it's so fascinating. <laughs> Max is like, we'll go back to your no, role. I just, I just, Welcome to the group chat <laughs> where we just talk about the royal family. But I don't expect to see any of them. Although the last time that I was in London, we did have dinner at Kensington Palace. Ooh. As an oh, that's cool. As an organization, yeah. we were you know allowed to go. And are, we, are we doing that, Max? Is that, I don't is, think that's I didn't right. see dinner. that Are on you our treating itinerary? us to dinner at Kensington? I don't Friday I night? can't get you into Kensington. Maybe Caroline, Caroline can. Caroline can. royal connections. Yeah, she does. Caroline can. It was a fascinating was night, though. How was the food? It was very, At very good. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. And and then you you have like a cocktail hour beforehand. And this was my very. I was hired in the NFL in 2016 in August. We went to London. I believe it was November. So two months into this job, and I'm in a cocktail hour, and Roger Goodell is there, and <laughs> I was working for. The Colts at the time, and the Ursay, Jim Ursay's big rock star. He has all these, you know, memorabilia and friends with a lot of rock stars. So there's rock stars there. But, like, I don't know. I'm overwhelmed just by the fact that I'm in London with the NFL at Kensington Palace. Yeah. At the time, I was 22, 23, somewhere. Pretty cool. It's just, I was so overwhelmed. But it was a really cool experience, and that's why I can't pull from any of that experience because I don't remember. Mm. All I remember is that my phone did not work for two days. Oof. But you don't realize it's not working because you can get on Wi-Fi. So, like, I was still getting some things. But then, like, we would be on the bus going somewhere, and all these people would be, like, on their phones. I'm like, wait, how's your – like, why is my phone not – and I'm 22. I need my phone. Like, I'm <laughs> – <laughs> And you're the person everyone was going to be asking about how to of make course. sure their phone. Oh working. yeah, that's why. Well, you got my Slack. Yeah, I just you're on top I of just it. sent the entire yeah. Uh, yeah. Our, our digital department a reminder, like, hey, if you're on Verizon. It's yeah. really easy. Please go turn your plan on <laughs> for international. It's going to be really cool. What are you looking forward to the most about this trip, guys? Um, this is going to be the second game NFL game played at Tottenham, mm-hmm. and it sounds like the first one was awesome. Uh, you were at Wembley. Correct for that Correct. one, which is like this huge kind of expansive stadium. The Tottenham Stadium is much more intimate, and the fans. It sounds like this is an extremely hot ticket. It's going to be packed, loud, 
And I'm just excited. I'm a Premier League fan myself. So to be in Tottenham's new stadium, which is state-of-the-art, uh, and to see this atmosphere, there's a large Panthers contingent in London, which has been waiting a long time for this game. Panthers and the Packers, I believe, are the only two. Yeah. Or maybe no, that was the Jersey there's a, thing. There's a third one. So the Panthers are one of the final teams to do yeah. this. Um, so they've been waiting a long time for this. So I'm excited to see the game day environment in Tottenham Stadium for this. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty cool and pretty raucous. Did you see the uh, Charlotte Airport tweeting out pictures last night? They had like all of the international terminals like branded for the Panthers. Oh, that's cool. There was a big set of like flight of Panthers fans leaving last night. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, I mean, I, I think just seeing that and. You know, kind of when you do this week to week, you kind of get numb mm-hmm. by the brand or numb by yeah. it's the same stadium we've been coming to. It's the same. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like then to see, you know, like to go to the uh, the the Barrow, uh, the, the, the the pub at the foot of the London. The Barrow yes. Boy. The Barrow Boy. Yeah. Or, yeah. 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 And, and Banker. And, yeah. And, you know, and that just to like to see that be completely branded for the Panthers this week. And, and you know, I just think it's going to be really cool to kind of see that. With within the London context, I mean, and and walking around like we're gonna try to go do some man on the street interviews. Just I, I'm just curious to like see people's reaction to like Christian McCaffrey. You know, like what do they do? They know about the Panthers. I mean, and if they do, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I think that's like the most fascinating part that I'm looking forward to as well is the fans are different and they're just they're extremely passionate and. Like you're saying, where we get numb to it as employees, like so do the fans a little bit, you know, coming to Mm -hmm. the same stadium. They expect some things. These fans have no expectations and they just love to be there. And there is going to be jerseys from every single NFL team. There will be some people in like a, you know, a Miami Dolphins jersey and a Browns hat. Like Mm -hmm. that's how, you know, just they, they love the NFL. They get really excited for the kickers. Uh, to go out in special teams, so big week for special Joey teams. Sly. Something relatable. Yes, Redemption big, week for Joey Sly. Big week for special teams. So I'm excited, and I think you're right, Will. It, it is a wake-up call a little bit of get your you know head out of the sand and realize how big this brand is and how much fun it is. Like, this mm-hmm. is a game, yeah. and and I think it is going to be really fun. That that bar, I think it's Borrow Boy and Banker, yeah. if anyone's listening and you're wondering. Uh, that's like the the – one of the pubs. I think yeah. there's a couple of pubs that are. Yeah, I think that's doing that's it. the main one. I think it's at the foot of the London Bridge on the south side of the Thames. And so, what's what's interesting about this conversation we're having is that Ron and his staff are having a very different one. Oh. Their conversation is like, how do we keep this as normal that's and business like mm-hmm. as possible? Which I think is a real challenge. The Panthers have never done this before. I don't know how you felt the Colts handled it when you went out there, but did you feel like they played? What, what did they play poorly in that game because of the factors involved of yeah. going out to London? Where did you think that you know so that has, had something to do with it? It has changed a bit in, since 2016. So when when we landed, it is going to be same as far as travel. We went over on a Wednesday night. You're there Thursday, and the trick is to not sleep on Thursday. A lot of guys are going to, me included, are going to want to sleep on yeah. Thursday. But you, you stay awake all that Thursday to get your body as quickly on that time zone as possible. But what is different is. There used to be a big fan event um, on like, Regent Street, I think is is what it's called, um, or Regent Street, but and it was huge, and players would go to it. And so where the Colts were staying was about an hour and a half outside of London at a resort. And so you, you never left the resort. That's where meals were. The practice fields weren't – it wasn't even a real football field. It was just yeah. this, like, open area that I believe they could put, like, 60 yards on. And that was the practice field for two days. The media room was a greenhouse, and they cleared out one side of the greenhouse, and so it was this very long, narrow, 
I mean, gosh, if you didn't have headphones on in the back, you couldn't hear what they were saying. Like, everything was off. Yeah. And the, the big event there for the NFL was really tough for the Colts players because it was an hour and a half away. So they, I think what the NFL has done now is they're moving teams closer. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they took away the big fan event. Now there's just these pub locations. So that way the team, I think that was the big thing for these teams is like, hey, look, we're so for going over there, and I think it's great. But this is also a divisional game. Number yeah. one is what they've scheduled. This does still count for us. This is not just like a fun exhibition game that we're going over here for. So we need to have the resources to make it as normal as yeah. possible. So I think that's what you're seeing now is, okay, we're going to get you over there, and it's we're going to give you the freedom to do what you want. But the players will have some time off on Friday. And I think that's where the team a little bit gets probably a little nervous mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. it's London and, you know, families are going. And I remember being in Arizona and we had that extra day off. And, like, I was off on game day. Like, yeah. Even yeah. even us as, you know, the the staff, we I felt a little bit off yeah. because we had that off day to go explore and do everything. Yeah. This messes with the routine. Routine is everything yeah. in this league. So I'm I'm actually I'm talking to Ron today, and that's what I'm going to ask him. How how are you doing this? Because this team has not gone, so you don't have that to lean on uh, to know. So it, it, it is going to be like it's going to be really really interesting, and the time difference is real. And if you don't get on it quickly, you're going to feel that 9:30 start, yeah. 9:30 a.m. start over there. And, and for you know just a, a random small part of this is I think now they've made it more of an emphasis on the home and road team. Yes. So Carolina is the road team, and you know Tampa's losing a home game. They're losing you know what would be a game in their stadium in Tampa Bay. So this isn't going to be like a neutral site sort mm-hmm. of. Both teams get equal footing. Like it's going, they're going to make it feel like a Tampa Bay game. There's going I wonder to be Tampa did, stuff everywhere. Did they send the cannons over to London. That would be for that their, would be interesting. To their end zone. I yeah. would not be surprised if they had something similar because yeah. they did the they did outfit Wembley in Jags. It was a Jags home game, right? And it was outfitted for Jacksonville. But I am interested to see with it being a smaller environment. They'll hand out like towels probably or or t-shirts with Tampa to make it yeah. you know seem that way. So it it is just it's one of those where we can prepare all we want for it and you know people have asked are you ready for London and I'm like ready as I'm ever gonna be like it's right. still you know we're still going over there and working we're trying to get this great content and you you want to get caught up in the moment and realize how cool it is. But I don't even know what time our bus leaves. Like I like, <laughs> I don't know. I just I'm gonna make it to the plane. I'm gonna make sure my bag gets on the plane and. And then, you know, just make it back. Just make it to both planes. And do not mess with the gate agents or the border, yeah. the border uh, security. Yeah, that was, that was like a note in our packet. Um, yeah, packet was like, don't joke around. Just Stick he- to hear, the script. Yeah, here are the answers you provide. <laughs> don't mess with them. It is. It's going to be a really, really fun week. And we are adding another group chat because we just feel like too much is going to happen over these next few days. We want to make sure we tell you all about our experience over in the UK. Thank you so much for listening to this week of the group chat. We will talk to you maybe when we have slightly more British accents and we've had some tea and some crepes and just enjoy all that London has to do. I guess we'll talk to you in a few days. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.